Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. And I'm joined today with uh, by Eric Nalim, uh, publisher of InsideTexas.com. Eric, welcome in, bud. Hey, thanks for having me, Bobby. All right, we're just going to get straight to it. It is a week from signing day. Things are happening fast and furious right now. Uh, We're taping this at roughly 2 o'clock Central Time on Wednesday. It will not post live to to the website or to uh, the podcast uh, until around 5 or 5.30 today. So we're well aware anything happens between 2 and 5, we're going to be, you know, late. But I want to say this. That's one of the reasons why a potential subscription to Inside Texas is, is important for people that enjoy getting the news, know the news right when it happens, we will be on top of it. All that being said, let's get to today, one of today's biggest topics, and that's Quinn Ewers, uh, the quarterback uh, from South Lake Carroll that appears to be deciding between Texas and Texas Tech. What is the latest, Eric? Yeah, well, not much happened for Quinn. You know, two years ago, we predicted he'd end up at Texas in this signing class, and look, it looks like he's right on time. Uh, he took a pretty odd path to get there. Uh, but he still has that, that chance to fulfill that promise of leading this class across the finish line and, and helping Steve Sarkeesian. Now it's Sarkeesian before it was Herman, uh, collect as many talented pieces uh, to, to help him win and elevate the class uh, in a way that didn't look uh, possible just a month ago. Yeah, I mean, so give us the news broke today that, that Ewers is expected to visit Texas this weekend. I feel like one of the smartest things Sarkeesian has done to date is to make a beeline for Quinn Hewers is home as soon as he hit him, hit the portal. What are your thoughts on how Texas is managing this recruitment? Because it does show, um, in my opinion, some astuteness from Sarkeesian and his staff. Um, it also shows a willingness from Ewers to be open. Um, but how is this all coming together for Texas? Um, where is Texas Tech in this storyline at this point? Is M- Joey McGuire, the new first-time head coach, making a uh, I, I try to make a visit there. What's going on? Yeah, well, you know, fortunately for Sarkeesian, he had a built-in relationship with Quinn. So, uh, you know, when Quinn didn't hit the portal, it wasn't like, hey, you know, making an introduction over the phone, I'd like to come over to your house. It was more like, hey, Quinn, how's it going? Coach Sarkeesian, I'd love to come hang out with you for a little bit. So that familiarity really aided Texas in this. And, of course, you know, Quinn has always been high on Sarkeesian as a quarterback developer. That's, you know, that's Quinn's uh, that's Quinn's number one uh, uh, goal It's never it, – Quinn, even when he was a sophomore, I always thought he, he was always more focused on more on being an NFL quarterback than a college quarterback. And I think Sarkeesian's reputation really aids him there. Um, yeah, you know, Sark, Sark had to be aggressive. Not only does Quinn uh, fulfill a need on the roster as far as a, a quarterback that can p- compete in the spring, but also he helps uh, recruit uh, and build class momentum, much needed class momentum with, with the types of players that are lacking in the class currently. They need a, another difference maker at wide receiver to go with Brennan Stewart. Uh, and, of course, they need a couple more bodies at least uh, at least three more bodies on the offensive line, so Quinn can really uh, can really help start push that uh, push that wagon across the finish line uh, very late. Now, of course, we still have to navigate the the Texas Tech uh, push from Joey McGuire. Uh, McGuire's a very engaging guy, um, and he's you know he's got an offensive coordinator that 
that uh, that yours is sort of many good things from, you know, namely from uh, Pat Mahomes. Uh, but I'm in, at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to be enough. Uh, but McGuire will make one final push before Quinn heads to uh, Texas on Saturday. You just made a Freudian slip. You said Brennan Stewart. So you, you just combined Brennan Thompson and Evan Stewart. <laughs> hey, they're both uh, they both can fly. That's for yeah. sure. Right. So that's a uh, that's interesting. All right. Um, I wonder how much, I mean, you mentioned Sark and I, I wrote a piece this morning about how Sark actually was in Las Vegas last night for the college football foundation awards banquet. One of his, you mentioned his QB development. One of them was just inducted to the college football hall of fame or is being inducted and was being honored last night. And that's Carson Palmer who uh, Sark had a direct hand in developing 20 years ago. So it's not like it's his first rodeo and uh, just getting good at it. He's been doing it quite a while. Um, all right. Next piece um, for, before we go forward is uh, I want to talk about about Kobe McKenzie, the linebacker of Lubbock Cooper. He apparently is having an in-home visit. He just committed to Texas on over the weekend. He apparently is getting an in-home visit from Brent Venables kind of as we talk right now. Um, I know it's hard to handicap a situation because we don't know the outcome, but it is something that, that needs to be talked about because he was a former OU commitment. Yeah, yeah, you know, even when he was committed to OU and this new staff came on, he he had interest in Texas at that time. <clears throat> now, obviously, they took a, a long time to uh, to to come around and really really pursue him. My thinking is, if, if Kobe wanted to stay at OU, he would he would have stayed committed and not decommit and, and waited to see how things shake out. And then he didn't have to commit to Texas; he could still be waiting if he didn't want to be be committed to Texas. Now, I don't know the kid well, uh, and I don't know exactly what Venables is going to tell him. Obviously, he's got a compelling pitch uh, with the defensive success he has. But the way Kobe McKenzie has handled the last couple of weeks tells me he'd prefer to be at Texas than at OU. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And I think that's that's interesting. So um, not the only uh, player that Venables is trying to go after that or that Texas is going after. Xavier Bryce, the, the corner out of Arlington, um, is uh, committed to OU still, but it, it's still expected to visit Texas this weekend. I think Sark or Texas in general are going in home today for him, right? Correct. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to push all the way through on that or if uh, if they're just waiting to see how the numbers shake out because they are they are getting up against the numbers crunch, especially with the priority being at, at more of a need position. They already have uh, plenty of defensive backs committed. Uh, Bryce is a talented player for sure, but they're also uh, waiting to see what Denver Harris does. And, uh, you know, they'll go see Denver Harris on Friday night. Right. Oh, that that's the one I wanted to, to segue to next. Get you, Denver Harris is one of those guys that Texas has been recruiting uh, by the way, I like Bryce plays quarterback too at, uh, at over yeah. there. And I, I think that's an interest. I always like um, uh, guys that play quarterback uh, in high school. But let's go to Denver Harris. Let's go to Denver Harris real quick. Um, so he's the the five star corner, just re returning from knee surgery this offseason. Uh, played some, is playing right now for, for North Shore. They have a game in Round Rock on Saturday. You just said yeah. that. You just said that Sark is visiting him on Friday in home. How's that all mesh together with whether or not Harris might end up on an, a, an unofficial visit to Texas on Saturday? Yeah, I'm not sure that 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 uh, is that visit's going to happen. They've <clears throat> they've made a request to to North Shore head coach John Kay, uh, but I don't know the uh, I don't know the result of that yet. <clears throat> I could see I could see Kay letting him go uh, afterwards uh, if they get a win. Uh, but you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. I'm, I don't think it's going to change any anything about where Harris is going to go. Uh, it would be better, you know, 
the greatest value would be if Harris was already committed to Texas and he can go help some other guys that aren't committed. But uh, number one, Sark has to do well on the in-home and try to get him committed. Uh, the sooner the better. If they can get him committed before uh, signing day, it's going to send a signal to the rest of the guys in the class that, hey, you know what, I'm buying in. You get yours in if that if that occurs. And, and Denver Harris, you can really get the ball ball rolling. But I don't think if he whether or not he visits is going to uh, make an impact on, on his ultimate decision. Uh, but that visit is still up in the air last I checked. Yeah, and so um, he is deciding between whom? Uh, Texas, LSU, and to a lesser extent, A&M. A&M is still in the picture a little bit, but I think it's going to be Texas or LSU. Um, is A&M's, uh, it looks like Elijah Robinson, one of their key recruiters, is headed to Penn State potentially as the defensive coordinator. And then Mike Elko is a finalist for the um, for the Duke job. Uh, is right. that going to affect A&M's recruiting at all down the stretch here? Or and they already have a great class. So I'm not trying to pick it apart. I'm just asking. Right. Yeah, I don't know. You know, they have Shamar Stewart coming in, the, the top defensive lineman. Uh, obviously, those rumors aren't going to help there. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen on that class. Elijah Robinson has a, has a very good reputation as a recruiter. You know, Texas made a pass at him a couple years ago. Uh, you know, obviously, it's going to hurt. You know, Elko has a great reputation. He, he's uh, He's been, really been a sign of stability there for Jimbo as well. Uh, he, he's been pretty pretty solid and loyal to A&M thus far. Uh, it, it's not going to hurt, but I, you know, I wonder if it's too late to really make an impact. You know, it's, you, if, if it would have been a couple weeks ago, those guys would have had chances to maybe open things up and go look around. But it might the, the timing of it might be just late enough for for Jimbo to close that that class out. You know, uh, I think you know even if uh, even if Elko leaves, it's you know a guy like Bryce Anderson you you wonder about. But I, I my, my gut instinct on that is that he would probably still follow through and sign with A and M. But I don't know that for sure. That's going to be an interesting week. What I do know is the coaching carousel has been very generous to uh, to Steve Sarkeesian so far. Yeah, no doubt. With LSU in, in almost turmoil, I mean, Brian Kelly basically, even though he kept several key OS, uh, LSU assistants, it seems like there's a lot of guys that are fleeing the LSU right now, including their top two quarterbacks. I mean, they right. they both put went into the portal immediately. So something's going on at LSU. You know what it is? I'm not quite sure yet. We're, we're going to see. I mentioned Xavier Bryce playing quarterback for his high school team. Another guy that Texas has been really shown some heavy love to this week, and I think Sark was there today, is Savion Red, a young man out of Grand Prairie that uh, Jerry Hamilton and I were talking about. Jerry's just uh, surprised as heck that Grand Prairie has made the playoffs from for like the and won around for like the first time in 20 years. But Red, like Bryce, plays quarterback in high school. But what position do you think he fits at Texas? And, and do we know for sure which one Texas is trying to push him to? <laughs> we don't know what for, what for sure. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's uh, interesting because he can play so many. I think he's either going to be a running back or a linebacker. Um, just the way his body's going to fill out. He's about six foot, 210, maybe 215. And, you know, the movement patterns of running, back, running backs and linebackers are very similar. So the better athlete is going to be at, at, uh, at running back. But those same sorts of movement patterns, uh, are going to benefit at linebacker as well. Uh, he definitely has the tenacity, I think, to play linebacker. And, and it's not unheard of that quarterbacks have gone on to play linebacker in college and even make that switch into the NFL. So, um, you know, both of those are neat positions for Texas. Uh, maybe linebacker a little less so with the addition of Kobe McKenzie. Uh, but, you know, I, I, he makes a lot of sense. You love versatility late when numbers get tight. Uh, losing uh, Jamari and Miller makes running back uh, – more of a need, but not necessarily a need just because of the way the, the roster is, is, uh, is, is set up. 
They're, they have they have a good amount of depth there, uh, but he can allow you to take, you know, just Ruben Owens in the next class. So you love those versatile players late as numbers uh, start to get tighter. Yeah, and he plays with a lot of swag. I mean, I noticed that. I don't know. Did you watch his film? Yeah, Savian Redass is, is what his name is. He's a redass. <laughs> That's a great line because he does. He plays like he has one. You know, he's, yeah. he's like he's got a little attitude when he gets on the football field. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, all right. Um, I kind of saved this. There's other people out there. Harold Perkins, we've talked about the linebacker. Larry Turner, good in the safety. Looks like he may be uh, headed to Texas, but we don't know yet. He's out of California. Uh, Kedrick Law, the, the safety wide receiver prospect out of Shreveport, is uh, allegedly deciding between Texas, Alabama, and I think it was Florida State, but but Alabama looks like the favorite. Ollie Gordon, Texas, continues to pursue the running back out of Euless Trinity, but he remains committed to uh, Oklahoma State. I left all of that for you so that you could tell me about the offensive line now because I'm looking at the list, and it, it is a crew still that Texas is trying to go through right now. Let's start with Malik Ogbo because I think that Sark was in his home most recently. Yeah, very interesting product, uh, a prospect. He looks like, you know, kind of, I'm not going to say he's like a Warmack at, at Alabama, but he's got sort of that body. He's very wide, but somehow still real light on his feet for that, that, that build. It's, a, it's very uncommon to see somebody with that, such a wide berth uh, move that well. Uh, and I, I really like UT's chances there. Uh, you know, that content, that's just another good piece that they have with Connor Robertson uh, and Cole Hudson if they can pull off that recruitment. And then you start looking at the elite guys to really start to really push that offensive line class over the top. Let's talk about two guys in particular because we news is broken today on both of them, and that is Kelvin Banks uh, and Devin Campbell. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, Banks, uh, obviously the, the Mario Cristobal was another one of those uh, carousel moves that benefited Sarkeesian. Uh, you know, that, that helped uh, open, open him up quite a bit. Uh, Cristobal is making a push for him uh, currently. He's going to actually in Houston today or uh, later this evening. And, uh, you know, he's going to try to get him to come in and use that last official visit on, uh, on Miami this weekend. Obviously, Texas is trying to get him to campus. a and trying to get him to campus. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. There has been some talk that he'd like to push it to National Signing Day, too. But, uh, you know, I, I, I tend to think that he's going to get it over with and done uh, in the next week. You know, we'll see. I, currently, I think Texas is in a good spot. I, I don't think Texas would change positions with any other staff. Uh, but Cristobal does have that relationship. Uh, and, and, and a pretty good reputation as well. So, so we'll see. It's, it's, there's always something late that pops up. Things were looking, looking pretty good for, uh, for Texas yesterday. And then, you know, we'll see. This is a bit of a, this is a, bit of, a bit of a stick, of the, stick in the spokes, but you have to expect it because uh, Banks is that good. Yeah, Banks is that good. And, and uh, I was talking to Jerry Hamilton this morning. You know, other people aren't giving up either. Alabama's trying to get him in. Clemson was by the school this morning. Um, yeah. So that just have a Hey, that speaks to how good he is. Yeah, I have him as the top prospect in the state. I was saying something. Okay, Devin Campbell. So, uh, Kevin, Kelvin Banks, by the way, is out of Humble uh, area in Houston. Devin Campbell, uh, big lineman out of the Arlington area, 
Uh, he was initially set to go to USC this weekend for a right. second official visit, uh, but instead has opted to go to Georgia. So right. what is, what's that all mean? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of uh, Texas fans, I think, are concerned by it. Uh, and I think they're kind of concerned because, you know, a, a lot of people have, have felt that Texas was in a good, good spot for him for, you know, even dating back to the Tom Herman uh, era. And I, I feel that same way. But th this has always been the plan for the family is to, to take as long as possible, collect as much uh, information as they can. And that's a smart move when you have the leverage that, that, that Devon has by being so special. So I'm not overly surprised by it. Uh, I would be shocked if he went to Georgia, actually. Uh, but I think it's wise for him to go check out and see what the heck they got going on there. Obviously, what they do. Uh, works. So if you're an offensive lineman, I'm not sure why you wouldn't wouldn't check out Georgia. If you're a running back, why wouldn't you check out Georgia? They, they've built that reputation and they've earned that reputation. So, uh, you know, Texas fans are going to be nervous about it. Uh, I kind of think that this was always kind of how Quinn Ewers to Texas was always written. I kind of think Kelvin Banks and Devon Campbell to Texas were always written. Uh, they just took some massive detours or maybe a little bit longer to close out. We'll okay, see what about Cristobal also had a commitment from another offensive lineman in the state of Texas, Cam Williams out of Duncanville, Justin Wells reporting today uh, that Williams likely to wait until national signing day two now has yep. not decommitted from Oregon, but may well do it. Um, right. And Texas would seemingly be in the mix, but some other schools have joined the, the fray of late TCU reoffered, which is interesting. Uh, but Florida offered today, I believe it yep. was. So uh, your thoughts on, on his recruitment at this point and as it relates to Texas? Well, I'm excited that we're going to have some uh, January recruiting uh, re recruitments to cover. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. That's going to be a really interesting one because, you know, he's taken an official visit to, to Miami in the past. And obviously, you know, he was committed. He's committed to Oregon where Cristobal just left. So you'd have to you can't count them out. TCU has that samples relationship with shot samples uh, at TCU. And then he plays for uh, Reginald samples at Duncanville. Uh, and he does like flood and he does like Texas, Texas, I believe finished runner up to, uh, to Oregon when he decided in, in, uh, July or late June. So, uh, you know, it's going to be one to watch. I really like that. The fact, the fact that the staff is going to know their numbers by then, they'll have a very good idea of where they sit. Uh, likely Devon Campbell banks and Agbo would have uh, decided, and then they'll still realize if they want to uh, push that number to six in the class, if they can, if they still have any room left. What about Neto Umiozulu? Uh, if, he, oh, if, he, if he is he going to go to second signing period or is he going to announce by Wednesday? What's what's his place? Because, I mean, he's a guy that can play tackle too. a little bit different. Yeah. You know, uh, um, Alabama's running up against numbers issues there. Uh, he's definitely to me for Texas. I think he's a numbers buster, uh, a guy that you push to six, four, if you can get him. Um, you know, he's hard to get a read on, but I, I don't think I don't take that as a negative way about him. I just think he's really private. I think Texas has always set up well for him because, uh, you know, the parents' priority on, on academics. Honestly, it wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if he just committed to Texas out of nowhere. I'm not saying he will. It wouldn't surprise me if he went somewhere else as well. But I do like the fact if you're a Texas fan, you have to like the fact that 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 Alabama's uh, filling up on O-line. They, they were a strong contender for him. And also they're pushing for Ernest Green, who's a, a Texas target. Uh, but Green going to Texas, going to Alabama might help them with some other uh, other targets that we've already mentioned. Only other guy Texas is even tinkering with right now. They they stopped messing with some other offensive lineman uh, in state and didn't offer him in, in the end. Uh, it's Cam Dewberry out of Atascocita. Texas has offered him, but he's leaning Texas on the outside looking in at A&M at this point. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, probably Alabama. I mean, uh, probably A&M, I'm sorry. 
Um, but this is just a good reminder that the, the staff has done a really good job of, of having enough lines in the water of guys that are no doubt takes uh, this late in the game. So they're in it for enough guys that they should hit their number with no problem. Dewberry is a good prospect. I really like his floor. I think he's as ready to play uh, his, as a freshman in college as anybody in that class. Uh, but I would I would probably predict A&M for him. You, you know, if, if Texas, the season would have gone differently, then, you know, UT probably would have been in the driver's seat. But, you know, it didn't. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to – I want to mention one other thing. Jerry Hamilton right now is at the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game, uh, more so for the practices than the actual game itself. Uh, he wanted to me to make sure I mentioned that uh, Justice Finkley is, looks like he has a heck of a motor, plays really strong, uh, mm-hmm. and that he really liked Aaron Bryant, the defensive tackle. Aaron, Justin is uh, uh, from uh, the Birmingham area uh, and is committed to Texas uh, as a defensive lineman. Uh, and then Aaron Bryant, Bryant, the defensive tackle out of the Memphis area, uh, is uh, committed to Texas. And Jerry really liked his quickness on, and his combination with his, in combination with his size. Um, Eric, I know you're, you're busy and I know you got things going seven, seven different ways right now. Anything you're particularly waiting on other than Quinn yours? Because I think we all know that's, that's kind of this. Is there anything else that you're waiting on for, for right now that you think the next domino might be to fall? Yeah, I want to see, uh, I want to see which of the guys end up going to Texas and which guys go to AM. To me, that's going to be uh, giving away the game pretty late on where they're, in, where, where they're going to end up going. Uh, for, you would like to see Texas be able to get Perkins to, to campus this weekend. I'm sorry, Banks to, to campus this weekend inst- instead of going out to Miami. Uh, but we'll see. But get get yours in the boat and then get, get one other guy to solidify that. And I think they'll be off and running with this class uh, with the late finish. But, yeah, they're in a good, they're in a good spot for all these elite guys. Uh, probably better than you'd expect after five and seven. But, uh, you know, the, the potential is there for this class to avalanche, as I've been saying on, on IT for, for, for a couple weeks. You mentioned some. They have not stepped down. They have not taken a step down on guys of a level in the previous past. Tom Herman, if I mean, no offense to Herb Hand, the, the former offensive line coach at Texas, they they they'd stay on their top three or four, and then go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the yeah. next one. They might end up at number twelve, right? Whereas Kyle Flood hasn't moved off that. Blake Gideon right. at safety hasn't really moved off that. Um, the wide receivers, they haven't moved off of that, uh, you know, and we're, we're not even talking about portal yet because the portal hasn't, you know, maybe they're waiting uh, to see how signing day one shakes out to see what the needs will be uh, yeah. in, in the portal as well. Yeah, the portal is going to be a lot busier. I, I like that they're, they're going to be able to handle this in sections where, you know, get the high school guys, uh, then you get the portal and, and maybe he wants to tinker with the coaching staff. But he can do that all in an or- orderly fashion instead of trying to do it all at once. Uh, but, yeah, it, things have broken in, in Texas's favor from a timing uh, perspective. You know, obviously, Flood's getting a bounce from the, the new NIL stuff that was announced this week. Uh, you know, timing is really on UT's side. The, the season didn't go, go uh, well for them. Uh, they had a lot of bad luck. It was close to being a good season. I'm convinced of that. Uh, but the timing down the stretch has really sort of made up from that from a recruiting perspective. One last question on – Quinn Ewers, timeline. Uh, I would, I would think Saturday, but you know, it, it needs to be sooner or later. Uh, sooner, the sooner the better. But I, I do think he's been in such uh, close contact with a lot of the elite guys that they already have a good idea of what's going on, uh, and maybe they're plotting their decisions too based on that. Got it. Okay. Anything else you want to add before we get going? 
No, I'm curious to see what I missed uh, via the text messages and emails and private messages. <laughs> you and I are both on a lot of the same text messages. So I'm constantly looking down, trying to figure it out. All right. That's Eric Nalin, uh, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Remember what I said. Things are breaking fast and furious. We do these videos once a day at most this time of year. Uh, if you want to know the very latest information on, on Longhorn recruiting, there is no better source than InsideTexas.com. We're running a special promotion right now uh, on the site uh, to try to get pe new people involved. Uh, so please join us uh, there and, and join the community as well on the message boards. All right, Eric, thanks for your time. This has been Bobby Burton with On Texas Football. Until next time, guys. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.